This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way. And I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I wanted to talk about confidence building today with you. I think this year I've gained a new sense of confidence. A part of that comes from growing up and just getting older, being more exposed to things and having more time with myself to get to know myself. I really do believe that as you grow older, for most, there's this new level of confidence you build with each year. So naturally, that's due to just being exposed to more life events and circumstances. But what's also funny about like confidence is that there will be times where something happens to you and your confidence just gets shaken. So I believe confidence is an ongoing project you learn to build and rebuild throughout your life. So in today's episode, I want to discuss different ways you can slowly build your confidence within yourself and have a high self-esteem. These are things that I have tried that has helped me, so I wanted to share them with you. All right, so the first one is doing things outside of our comfort zone or something that is new, something that challenges us. Most of the time, we as humans don't like to be challenged because it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. We rather stay comfortable where we are. And, you know, that's true until the comfort gets uncomfortable. But it's doing the things that we consider is hard is what is going to provide us growth and build self-assurance. When you're faced with a hard task, you have this voice in your head telling you why you should give up, feeding into your fears and doubts. If you start to believe those thoughts, instead of building your confidence, it will contribute to building your insecurities. So when we're actually trying to do things that scare us, you are resisting you start to push outside of your comfort zone and as you push yourself you start to expand your growth and confidence if you don't succeed the first time it's okay it's actually enough proof to yourself that you know you are capable of trying and that's really the first step trying is better than staying put in your comfort circle now the next step is to try again If you're willing to try again over and over, now you're building proof that you have resilience. This means you believe in your ability to recover from failures and continue moving forward. And this is good. This will continue to build your confidence. If you choose to avoid the hard things, you'll always believe you aren't capable of taking on challenges and what is outside of your comfort or your norm. You see, successfully building your confidence by doing hard things is not measured by whether you have successfully completed what is hard, what builds the confidence are the steps you have taken in between when you decided you would try. You would try and do it even if it scares you. Even if there are doubts in your head or doubts from others that you won't succeed, you still try. Of course, if you successfully completed that thing, it'll be a major boost of confidence, right? But that's not always the end goal. And if the goal is to build confidence, then doing the big or little things that scare you now, you're creating valid proof that you are capable. 
so that the next time there is something that you want to do but it scares you, you have proof to look back on to remind you that you are capable of doing hard things and that will build your confidence. All of us have done things in our life that we once thought was hard but still had succeeded. It might take a while (laughs) to think back to one example but I know for sure everyone has at least one experience. For me, The latest has been presenting demos at work. I think the reason why I find it so hard is because I have to present this product to our stakeholders, which means I need to know the technical functions of it very, very well. And public speaking and presenting has never been something I feel like I was skilled in or have really honed in like it's something that I I've always shied away from ever since I was a kid I hated presenting in front of a big group of people so having to do demos is almost like the most (laughs) dreadful thing anyone can ask me to do at work Over the last two years, I haven't had to do any demos, but in the recent months, I was asked to do quite a few, and the feeling of like stress and dread just overcame me. Internally, I was crying. I don't want to do this. This feels hard. I have to make sure I know the ins and outs of the product in case there's any questions, and I have to make sure when I present the demo, I speak clearly and, you know, don't... I. I don't let my nervousness take over as I'm speaking. And as an introvert, it really is like the worst nightmare. (laughs) If I had a choice, I wouldn't do it. But this is work and, you know, I don't really have a choice. Um, So with this external push, I'm forced to practice what scares me, which is public speaking and presenting. But the best part is every time I finish a meeting that needed a demo, I'm just relieved. There is this like huge confidence boost, a surge of dopamine just hits and I feel really good about myself and my competence because I overcame a fear that I had and something that I feel like I really struggle with but I went for it and I did it and I'm still standing here and I feel really really good about it so for me doing hard things like that doing things that scare me those little things like that um, is something that has really boosted my confidence in the last few months when you have moments like that it's also really important to record it take a picture add it to your list of accomplishments, journal it out, vlog about it, or just document it in some way. Then save it to a folder where you can easily access it if you ever need proof that you have been there and done that. A step further would be to document the journey of the challenge you're going through. Then you'll get a chance to compare where you were when you first started in the middle. And then you can also compare it to where you ended up and how you felt during those different stages. Having this folder, it's kind of like this folder I keep in my um, phone where I call it my happy text folder. It has all the texts I've ever gotten that has ever made me laugh, smile, or feel good about myself. When I'm sad, I go back and take a look just to feel a little bit better. So this is the same concept, but it's a folder of things that once scared you, but you were able to overcome the challenge and accomplished it. These are little evidence that will 
will build your confidence. They say you should do this at work as well. Save a folder of your accomplishments or email of praise so that when you feel down or insecure at work, you have something to counter those negative thoughts and feelings. All right, the second thing to practice is to follow through with the promises you made for yourself. Confidence is closely tied to trust and it starts with trusting yourself. <laughs> that is so cliche to say, but it's so true. So how often do you promise yourself you'll do something and then let it slide? Every time you do that, you erode your self-trust and your confidence takes a hit. And in the moment, it doesn't feel like it, but as you build that and continue to do that, it, it will build on and, and you'll slowly realize you will get insecure because it's kind of like the opposite of having proof of doing hard things, right? Now you have proof of doing or proof of not doing things and not following through. Not only will it hit your confidence, but I also think it lowers your ambition. When I think back to the times when this has happened, the case follows. I will have these goals or promises I set for myself, but then I don't follow through. And in the moment, I shrug it off. But then a few weeks later... I may have some new goals, but then thoughts like, Jan, are you really going to do this? Like, let's be real. You set goals, but then you don't follow through. Just look at the last time. Because there have been instances in the past where I didn't keep my promise that I made to myself, now I have proof of that, which makes me doubt my confidence for the new goal or my new promise. Instead of trying to be ambitious, it may make me lower my ambition because I don't trust myself enough to hit the marks that I set for myself. One thing I always ask and question and am still trying to figure out is why is it so much easier for us to keep promises for others but not the promise we make for ourselves? I know one of the factor is that when you make a promise to someone else, you have someone keeping you accountable, right? I think the burden of knowing you disappointed someone else is very hard to take in and to sit in for a lot of us. But why is it so much easier for us to break our own promises to ourselves when those promises are going to help us become better? It's a little sad thinking about it that way, how we don't mind disappointing ourselves. It's almost like choosing not to prioritize yourself and your needs. So when you do what it is you said you would do, your confidence will boost because you have trust within yourself. It's just like when you have trust within somebody else, when they said they will do something, you know they will do it. When they say they will come over at, I don't know, four or bring something to you or get something done for you, and you trust them, you know they will do it, you know they will show up, and you have confidence in them, right? It's the same thing, but for yourself. Okay, the next method is taken from exposure therapy. This might sound a bit clinical, but it's a powerful tool for building confidence. The idea here is pretty simple. The more you expose yourself to what scares you, the more familiar it becomes. We're often afraid of new things because they're unfamiliar and our ego and our fears are just there to protect us. But sometimes it can't distinguish between real threats and opportunities for growth. It's similar to how our body experiences stress or a situation that would put our body under fight or flight mode. I read this book about burnout last year and what it said was that when your body is undergoing stress, it's all the same. Whether the trigger of the stress may be a lion that is like five feet in front of you or a deadline that is at work, your body does not know the difference because the stress 
that it's undergoing is the same whether it's the lion or it's the deadline. So it's similar to how when our body feels scared or anxious, it can't distinguish if the quote threat will harm us or provide an opportunity for growth. So in our mind, we know that if there is a lion five feet in front of us and it comes charging at us, there is a very high chance that we will get hurt or we could die. But if we don't meet the deadline at work, we know that we're not gonna die. I mean, we might get in trouble, but we're not gonna die. So our mind knows the difference. However, our body, the way that it responds to those two stressors is the same and it can't distinguish the difference. One area of my life where I see myself doing this quite often, you know, kind of using exposure therapy is related to getting comfortable going to places alone and meeting new people alone. You know, deep down, I know I enjoy meeting new people, um, but that might mean going out of my comfort and doing or going to places alone. It's always nice to have a buddy with you, right? It's like a security blanket and we all love a little safety net, a little security blanket with us. There's that familiar face amongst all that is new, Um, but your friend, your family, they can't always be with you unfortunately. (laughs) It's funny though when like the time comes and I really have to go to whatever it is I said I would try or do, if I'm doing it alone, I'll be complaining the hours before I have to go. If I'm not complaining to my friends about it, then I'm complaining to myself about it and I almost always try to talk myself out of it. But then it begs the question, why do I always find myself in this kind of situation? And I think the answer to that is because, well, one, I did this to myself. And two, deep down, I want to just push myself to get comfortable doing these things alone or going to social events alone. I'm not sure if I'll ever be the person who just boasts in a room and starts talking to everyone effortlessly. But I feel like if I practice and if I put myself in those situations enough, I'll gain some kind of confidence, right? Hopefully. I mean, that's 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 the end goal. But it's like the future me is setting it all up and knows what is good for me to get to that future version of myself. But the present me is just complaining, as always. Rightfully so, though, because it is painful and uncomfortable. But that's why it's called growing pains, right? All right, so for the last one, It's all about affirmations. I feel like affirmations are, people either find it pointless or it really works, right? So how I like to view affirmations is it's really just giving yourself a pep talk. The way that a friend, a parent, or a mentor would give you some words of encouragement, you can give that to yourself as well. I think it's really important to be able to give yourself those pep talks and moments of self-encouragement because you are the only person that will be with you during all of those moments when you feel scared or anxious. It's not guaranteed that someone you know or someone you love will be there to give you that reassurance. So it's important to give that to yourself. If you tend to worry a lot or have anxious thoughts, thinking about all the possibilities that things could go wrong, 
affirmations can help combat those negative thoughts. There's this quote that goes something along the lines of, you spend so much time in your mind, why not make it a kind place to be? Which is true. We spend so much time in our thoughts. Of course, we would be sad or negative or have low self-confidence and self-esteem if the thoughts that run through our mind are not positive ones. Of course, we would be on edge and worried if we always think about the worst case scenarios and all that could go wrong instead of all that could go right. But the cool thing about our brain and our thoughts is that they are malleable and can change based on what you tell yourself and what you allow yourself to think. Now, if you're really in the trenches, it can be hard to get out of that negative loop of thought. It will be hard to, one, tell yourself that you are capable, smart, kind, talented, and so forth, but what will be harder is believing what you tell yourself. However, The more you practice changing the way you think, filtering out negative thoughts and beliefs and practicing those positive affirmation, the more familiar they become to you and the easier it will be for you to believe the words you say. This kind of goes hand in hand with documenting the little things that you have accomplished or moments you felt special, talented, beautiful, or you know, all the other positive emotions so that when you say these positive affirmations to yourself, you also have proof of moments in the past that you also have felt that way. My favorite affirmation lately has been, I am capable. It's so simple, but I think in times when I doubt my own capabilities, that's one thing I tell myself and remind myself. I have overcame difficulties in the past where in the moment, I felt anxious, dread, frustrated, and so forth. But I am standing here today, which is proof that no matter how difficult the task or how big the emotions felt at that time, I still made it and I'm still here, which means no matter how difficult a task or how big the emotions are of the things that scare me in this current moment, I am capable of overcoming it because I once did in the past. So here is a short list of affirmations that you can take and practice. If you have one that is more personal, it will definitely work better. So the list starts with, every day I grow more confident and self-assured. I am focused, determined, and driven to succeed. I attract success, opportunities, and abundance. I prioritize my health and my body thanks me for it. I am surrounded by people who uplift me and inspire me. I trust in my ability to handle whatever comes my way. I am in control of my thoughts and I choose peace. My creative potential is limitless and ideas flow effortlessly. That one actually reminds me of another personal one that I say when I start to worry about running low on creativity is ideas will come to me and they always have, they always will. It's very simple, just like I am capable but it really hasn't done me wrong yet. And whenever I start to feel anxious or worried or anything like that, those two have really been something that has grounded me and a little bit more confident in just what is up ahead and in myself. All right, friends. Well, that is all that I have for you on this episode. Thanks so much for listening to me for a bit today. And as always, enjoy the rest of your day. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.